Happy New Year! <laughs> Welcome to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. I am Coach Vaughn, aka Vaughn DiCarlo, or the other way around, whichever whichever way you like it. It's 2018, but nothing has changed. I still stumble over all of my words, and I don't know which name to say first. Same old, same old here in 2018. Coach Vaughn is on. How are you guys feeling? I know you missed me. I missed you too. Um, I hope you didn't do the New Year's resolution thing because I'll tell you right now, I don't believe in anything that you're saying you're going to do. Today is the 9th. So we're nine days into you not doing what you're supposed to do as far as your uh, resolutions are concerned. I hope that the the people that listen to the Coach Vaughn podcast are smart enough to know themselves, to know that they ain't going to do shit. <laughs> or maybe you will. Maybe you will. I don't know. But I'm telling you, people who wait until the top of the year to try and change their entire life, um, how can I say this? You're full of shit. Uh, yeah, it's it's bullcrap. You're not, you're not. If you if you haven't done it all year, you're not gonna do it. New Year's resolutions are great uh, if you feel like it's something that you could stick to. Not to be discouraging. You know, I'm a very positive, stay in the light kind of person. But to be honest, a lifestyle change for anything, be it your health and exercise and excuse me, breaking bad habits or not cursing or whatever, whatever your new year's resolution is or was, it should be something that is a, is in your to-do list every day, not just the first couple of days of January. So speaking of cursing though, did we enjoy Mellow <laughs> getting water poured on him and going, ah, motherfucker, <laughs> that cracked me up. Um, but what made me laugh even more is that people were actually like putting it out there as if it's shocking. Like, dude, come on. Are we still into the, and we're going to bring 2016 and 17 into 18, right? And we're going to just still be surprised that our athletes curse and our pussy grabbing president is tweeting recklessly. We're still going to act Surprise! We're still going to hold our athletes to a higher standard than our president of the United States. Do we understand what a psychopath we have in office? Like he recently tweeted about what a stable genius he is. You understand what I'm saying? Like this man is absolutely insane. Uh, rule number one to a stable genius, you don't have to prove to people that you're a stable genius. You just live a stable life and do genius shit. You know what I'm saying? If you have to run around saying, hey, I'm a nice person, chances are you're not a nice person. And I'm not saying that you can't be misunderstood. We're all victims of being misunderstood at some point. Hell, even Carmelo Anthony, speaking of him, he's been misunderstood along the way. You know, I've I've been on plenty of pro Mello rants against Knicks fans who would be quick to boo Mello, you know, and not really taking a look at what he's done 
for New York. No, he's not perfect. And no, he's not the leader that that was needed. And he's always compared to LeBron and all the blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, that man deserved a certain amount of respect. And he, in my opinion, did not get it. So, you know, we can all be victims of being misunderstood. But let me just like take a second to read this. Donald Trump, President 45, actually tweeted out to the world, actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being like really smart. Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard and as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very all caps rage, very successful businessman. He didn't say, uh, very. He went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States, in parentheses, on my first try. I think that would qualify as not smart, but genius and a very stable genius at, at that. Now, I'm not going to take up time out of the Coach Vaughn podcast to break down all the incorrect alternative facts in the in these, you know, this thread, this bullshit thread not going to spend our time doing that. What I am going to say, I plead to you, uh, 45, take a minute and, um, watch Dave Chappelle's, uh, Netflix specials or any Netflix comedy special, Comedy Central, HBO, pick any special you want so you, that you can see what stable geniuses look like, okay? Comedians are very stable geniuses. A lot of them aren't stable. But for the most part, comedians are, are new, real news, are new, real reporters. And uh, Dave Chappelle, many people are talking about his latest specials. And I think, you know, our president would benefit from watching his specials. He would learn a lot as a lot of people did. Uh, and the biggest thing he would learn is that he has a quote unquote <laughs> brittle spirit. So yeah, take a, take a minute. If you want to see what a stable genius looks like, take a look at a very well-developed in intellectual comedian and you'll see what a stable genius looks like so go ahead start with dave chappelle and work your brittle little spirit on down the line to any in intellectual comic that you would like um so that's my suggestion suggestion for our our completely mentally ill president uh the other thing he can do to see what a stable genius looks like how about just take a look at President 44, Barack Obama, <laughs> the epitome of stable genius. I don't, you know what? Let me just stop right there, you know, because our, our president is going to get me off track and I have so much I want to talk about uh, on this first episode of the Coach Farm podcast. We have so many different things to get into, um, but I, I definitely want to just point out that not only was Barack Obama an amazing, stable genius, but he could also sing, play basketball, and roast your ass, Trump. Okay, look it up on YouTube if you did not see uh, <laughs> Barack Obama roasting, roasting uh, 45. It, it was, 
genius to say the least. So he can play basketball, he could sing, and he's funny. Oh, and his family is impeccable. Oh, Michelle and the kids, unlike your, um, well, let me not insult his wife and kids, you know, just because we've seen her bucket ass naked, you know, doesn't make her less of a woman, of course. I don't need any hashtag me too mobs coming after me on the female tip. So let's just move on and talk about uh, a few other things. You know, it's a new year and for myself, it's, it's, uh, I've been, I think I talked about this already in a few other episodes where it's just trying to let go and move forward with things. And I love taking a look at athletes and how they good, good athletes, you know, that, that handle things really well. And part of being an athlete, especially in the NBA, you have to be able to let things go Um, not take things personally, but sometimes you just have to take stuff personally. Sometimes it's hard to let, let stuff go. And if anyone knows me, I'm a very loyal, loving, stable genius. (laughs) Not that I have to point that out, (laughs) Uh, but I, I am a very loyal, loving person. So when I have love in my heart for you or something, I, it's hard for me to let it go. And Isaiah Thomas had his first game home, a back to Boston, I should say, where he was let go. And I I would have to say, wow, thank you to the Boston fans for giving him that wonderful welcome and that standing ovation that, that shows a lot of class. And, and they know what Isaiah Thomas did for that team and that organization. I mean, he put his heart on the floor. I mean, for heaven's sakes, he played his ass off and his sister had died. You understand? Do you understand how difficult that is? Comedians, you know, go through things where they'll lose a family member and they'll be on stage. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a thing about entertainers and, and artists where we do find a certain level of peace on the stage or, or on the floor or on the court, whatever your stable genius is, um, stable genius talent is, but to be able to do it takes an incredible amount of strength and to be let go the next season as if, you know, you have to look at everything as a business. I get it, but my God, my God, my God, how painful that must feel. You know, how painful. It's like, are you kidding me? Oh, but he's he's back on the floor. He's doing his thing with the Cavs. We have been very excited. You know, some of those Cavalier fans out there that's just waiting for Isaiah Thomas to get his full legs under him. And, you know, we're all looking forward to the playoffs. I'm very excited. I think the playoffs are going to be pretty cool. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I have casted my NBA votes for All-Star. And I kind of had a couple people trash me for it. Like, (laughs) if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you know I casted my NBA All-Star East and West votes. And I got mostly trashed for my East Coast votes. 
Well, now I got trash for my West, but let's just start with the East because I'm in the East and I love the East and I'm a Knicks fan. So I, the only Knicks person that player that I put on my list was KP6, the unicorn. Of course, you know, you want to get a Nick in there. I really wanted to put Michael Beasley up because he, Michael Beasley said that we would make the playoffs and be like a seven or eight seed. And I laughed at him. Uh, much like people booed KP, but you know, he's right. So he almost got my vote, but I said, you know what, if, if I'm going to vote for someone on the Knicks, it's going to have to be KP for now. And then of course, LeBron James at the top of my list, J.R. Smith, Ben Simmons, and Joel Emblid. I always have a hard time saying his name, but we're used to me stumbling over words and names. So let's just move on and trust the process of my uh, stable genius and unstable language. Anyway, I got the most heat for my boy, J.R. Smith, of course. Like, oh my God, you just wasted a vote. Like, it just, people were just saying all kind of nonsense. Like, why would you vote for J.R. Smith? Why would I not? Why would I not? Okay. You can vote for whoever you want to. Half the people that were responding to me, I felt like they voted for Trump. Like, look at what your vote did, Jesus. But I, I think Jared Smith, it, I think when you vote for the NBA All-Stars, you vote for your favorite players, correct? And people were like, oh, he has no chance of getting in. You know, you just wasted a vote. A couple of people, you know, said that about a few players. I'll get to the West. But um, they're like, oh, he deserved it over this person or that person. And everybody had their opinion about it. I'm like, pipe down. I mean, <laughs> pun not intended. You want to try to get the pipe. Someone actually said that they did a call back to like a 2000 and what was that? 13 joke with the, uh, J.R. Smith situation on Twitter. Are you trying to get the pipe? Like someone actually did a call back to that. Like there were so many comments about J.R. Smith and me putting in my vote for him for the NBA, NBA all-stars, like calm down people. You're supposed to vote for your favorite players. All right. If everybody is voting for the same people, of course, it's going to be the same people in there every year. And I'm not saying that the obvious people shouldn't be in there. Of course, LeBron and all the A-list players should be in there. Absolutely. But I'm going to cast my vote for whoever I want. And that doesn't always include, you know, who you think it should include. And I've actually voted every year for J.R. Smith. I, he's one of my favorite players. I love underdogs and I love to see them succeed. He has a ring. He was sixth man of the year for the Knicks. He was on that team with Melo that, that went, took, we won 54 games that year, went to the playoffs. He was on that team. I remember when he came to the Knicks, I was so hyped. He flew in uh, from China because it was right after the lockout and he was playing in China during the NBA lockout. And then he flew into the Knicks and had a killer game, just draining those threes. And J.R. Smith, and actually Nate Robinson are two of my favorite players to watch. And I know they're very similar in a sense that when they're hot, they're hot. And when they're cold, they're unbearably cold. Shout out to Nate Robinson. Like he should be on a team right now. That just makes me sick that I saw him playing. What was it for the Philadelphia G League? Like there is absolutely no way. Something must be going on and I don't know what it is. But there's absolutely no reason why Nate Robinson shouldn't be playing in the D league, the, the G league. But anyway, I vote, I, I cast my vote 
for some obvious choices like a LeBron, but I also cast my vote for some, you know, some X factors, some, some six man, some underdogs, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. So vote for whoever you want to, much like you did in, in our crazy election that President 45 stole, I guess, who knows? Who freaking knows? But like lay off my back when it comes to Jarrah Smith. All right. So I just want to say that now I'm scrolling down to find the tweet so that we could look at my West, my West. Oh, let me just go into media. That's easy because I, I tweeted a picture, uh, a screenshot of my West and East votes for NBA All-Star. And I also posted those pictures in my IG stories. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, I don't put everything on my timeline because this just gets fluttered and cluttered. So, excuse me. I usually post certain things in my IG stories, which is really fun because you could have people vote on stuff and everything. I like IG stories. I, IG, like Instagram is my favorite thing. Anyway, let's see. West Coast. You guys take a guess who I got beat up for voting for. We have Lonzo Ball, <laughs> Damian Lillard, Carmelo Anthony, DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie, and Paul George. Those were my West Coast votes. Now, take a guess. And actually, someone hit me up. One, I, I have a couple of, I have a few friends that play basketball in the NBA and overseas. I'm not going to say who, but one of my buddies from overseas hit me up like when they saw it and they were like, yo, you really voted for Lonzo Ball? Are you kidding me? I'm not going to say who, of course, because, you know, they're all part of the industry and, you know, he probably shouldn't have made that comment and he wasn't making it publicly. So I'm not going to make it public. Um... But I just thought it was funny that even <laughs> he was like, why would you vote for him? Uh, if you haven't been paying me any attention, then you wouldn't know. I'm a big baller brand fan and I love what all the Lonzo boys are doing. And stop hating on Lonzo Ball. Like, are you kidding me? He's doing very well. He's doing very well. Argue with me if you want to, but you're wasting your time. Numbers don't lie. Ball don't lie. I, I, I love I love saying ball don't lie. And it's almost like trust the process. <sighs> anyway, Lonzo Ball, I got the most heat for voting for him. But you know what, y'all? Go kiss my ass in, the, in 2018 with your opinions. All right. Um, Carmelo Anthony, DeMarcus Cousins are, are two people that I vote for every year as well as Damian Lillard, who it is amazing to me that he's always overlooked. Maybe because he's so quiet and cool, but I don't know what it is, but Damian Lillard should definitely be on the all-star list. Like that's aggravating. Um, and uh, Paul George gets my vote ever since he recovered from that horrible, horrible, horrible injury. And I just love seeing him win. You know, recovery is hard, y'all. These athletes make a lot of the things they go through look so easy. But it's not. It's not. And it 
getting back to the point of letting go. When you suffer injuries like that, you have a lot to let go because you start saying, why me to yourself a lot. You know, I'm home in Pittsburgh right now. I did a few shows here, but uh, I didn't come home necessarily just for the shows. My mom has cancer and she had surgery this past week and I came home to be with her and be helpful towards her. She has cancer, one in her head, one in her lungs, and they cut the one in the lung out and then she's going to have to start, you know, with chemo and radiation and stuff for the other one. But when you have injuries, you just... It's so easy to start with a pity party and go, why me? Why me? Uh, Especially when you're an athlete and you have such a short lifespan on what you can do in your career. So when you suffer very difficult injuries, it's very hard to push through. So I love where Paul George is now. And I'm excited to see him continue to win because it, it's, I, I just love, I love good people. You know what I mean? I, I just love strong, good, intelligent, stable geniuses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, I remember, what was it the first year Blake Griffin was in the NBA? He missed his entire first year from an injury and Blake Griffin gets injured a lot it seems like can you ever stay healthy my goodness gracious god almighty um he recently got injured um <laughs> oh it's it's like Blake when is it ever gonna end I I feel so bad and it's like JaVel McGee's uh elbow basically tried to kill him I I'm like oh my god I hope he doesn't have CTE this is like bad it really knocked him down and out Uh, but I mean have you seen McGee's arm and elbow like oh my god Jesus help him um it it was a it was an accident it was inadvertent it wasn't on purpose so the the most interesting thing that happened thereafter to me was St. Curry coming over and basically giving them mouth to mouth. (laughs) Like Steph Curry is such a saint. You can never, you can't be mad at Steph Curry ever, 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 ever. I don't like the Warriors. I'm not like on their side. I don't want them to win and all that blah, blah, blah. But just as a person, Steph Curry is amazing. Um, You can hate on his wife and kids a little bit because they be all over the place. (laughs) Well, not hate on them. You know what I'm saying? But it's like they're a little annoying. His wife is always popping up in the camera trying to claim her territory. The kids, they haven't done it in a while. But his little rally used to climb all over the post-game podium. And it's like, get your kid, man. I'm trying to hear your dad, you know, where's your wife? Get this kid out of here. I'm trying to hear the post-game interview. And like Riley is doing rap battles in a microphone. It's like, please stop. You don't see LeBron's kid and wife bouncing all over the place. Boy, he got his family, you know, I love the, I love the Kings. Um, AKA the James, but I just like calling them the Kings. But uh, yeah, Steph Curry came over to his assistance and showed really good sportsmanship. And you, you gotta love Steph Curry. Um, he seems to be a really good guy and a very stable genius, I must say. (laughs) Oh, Chris Rock did a joke. I I don't know where I saw it, but I was like, oh, damn, that's one of those things I wish I would have thought of saying because it was, um, 
I don't, I don't know where he was, but it was like something that I saw online and Chris Rocks was like, ah, oh, the Warriors, one of the greatest assembly of light-skinned basketball players ever. <laughs> and it just cracked me up. I was like, oh, that's a, that's, that's what I love about comedy. It's, it's very, it's, it's observation. Uh, that's what I like about observational comedy, I should say. And most comedians are very good observers. Like we see things that, um, not all the time, like in that case, like, how could you, like, that's, that's something that you see and you notice, but like, I, you, you don't like actually say it. And then when you hear someone say it, it's like, oh, of course, every, that's what everyone is thinking. And that's what makes comedy so great. And, um, you know, when, um, Draymond Green had responded to Dave Chappelle's special, cause Dave Chappelle was talking about, um, the lady who was pretending to be black and running in the AACP, Rachel Dolezal or whatever. And he said something about, she has to change. She should change her name to like the blackest name ever. Like you have to change your name to Draymond Green and Draymond Green responded on Twitter saying, Oh man, I just named my son Draymond. Um, so that was fun. It's, it's good to, to see that people take things lightly you know, but it's good to see people that don't have brittle spirits, quote unquote, <laughs> because, you know, it, 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 we're living in a world where everyone is mean and sensitive at the same damn time. And it doesn't make any sense, but I blame Trump for everything, of course, because like, well, not everything. That's an exaggeration. He did bring a lot of classlessness to the White House and it's, he's like the most embarrassing leader. Like, it's just an embarrassment. He's the most embarrassing leader of our time, of all time, of every, like, I don't, even the most horrific leaders in history had some class to them, I, th I think. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's just, Trump is like a dude. Like, he's just a dude, like just, and you know what? Let me, let me take that back. Cause I don't want to insult dudes. Ugh. Ugh. It's just, it's, it just breaks my heart. Um, Draymond Green also recently, I'm trying to find the quote. You, you guys know I'm not good at looking stuff up, but, uh, he had said something about, um, officiating and how maybe they need to wipe the, the slate completely clean and get all new refs because it's too much personal stuff like me against you stuff and that's not how the game should be officiated and that it's messing up the game I clap I, I have to get one of those clap buttons I couldn't have said it better Mr. Draymond Green you they are messing up the game and for God's sake the Secaucus Replay Center bugs the shit out of me it's useless you're just taking 20,000 hours and giving teams free timeouts to review something that we in the stands and in the audience saw ourselves. And and then you miss the foul anyway. Like what what is what what is your, what what's your purpose? Refs So Draymond Green suggested that you know just wipe the slate clean and get all new refs. So it's not this personal one-on-one -on -one attacks 
like this person gets special foul calls this person doesn't oh this that I that's bullshit like it should be the rules and it's the rules no matter who the foul is on or not on or whatever um I did not see anywhere where he's getting a fine for that but um I hope he doesn't it's likely that he will because you're not supposed to say anything but like the truth is the truth the truth is the truth um so yeah let that go if you can that's hard to let go that's hard to not say something about when you are clear that like there's a ref that does you dirty right in front of everybody right in front of all the different angles uh it's just like frustrating so it's hard to let that go i'm not letting that go draymond shouldn't let that go period <sighs> why did i just get so hyped let me calm down um the other thing i wanted to talk about i've been dying to talk about is vince carter oh my god what a goat you have to respect this man. He is what, 38 years old um, and still going strong in the NBA. I, you know, here another clap for Vince Carter. And, um, you know, athletes pretty much age in dog, dog years. So technically he's like 10,000 years old, still in the NBA and still dunking on him. And he's, I just want to just say, when he does retire, wow, 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 wow. Um, it, that's going to be hard to let go. What a life. What a, what a great career. I don't, I don't know when he is going to retire, but I feel like he's going out with a bang. Uh, his last game, the, the game he had in Toronto... Uh, he got a standing ovation from the crowd and I was happy about that much like the, for the same reasons uh, I was happy about the standing O in Boston and, but the mediocre return that Mello got pissed me off Knicks fans y'all make me sick y'all make me sick like the building should have exploded do you understand what I'm saying um but yeah that the Vince Carter also he played against the the Kings play against the Nuggets and he filled out the stat sheets off the bench and like he's playing like he's not 38 years old guys like I I love me some Vince Carter big up clap button for him again um that's definitely a career that he you don't want to let go of you know, that's going to be tiny violins and tears when he decides to um, let it go and move on to bigger and better things. Who knows what he's going to do? Um, there are plenty of, plenty of players that go on and do amazing things. I'm excited to see what LeBron's post-NBA career life is going to look like he's an incredible businessman so I, and he has an incredible team incredible family he's like the barack obama of the nba uh the stable genius that lebron james is and i just i feel like as you get older a lot of people when they do let go they quit i myself 
am not a person that would ever want to find myself in the position where I'm letting something go and then I just quit. And that goes for relationships too. Sometimes you, you don't want to let a person go out of your life. And, and when you finally have the strength to let that person go, bitterness can set in or resentment or, or a lack of hope. And then you find yourself not wanting to let another person back in because letting go hurts. It hurts, whether it's a person, a, a long career, a long successful career and the lifestyle and, and the, the routines that you had and, and building a, a, a new life without that person or, or without that old career and finding the new you. It's hard, but I will say this. Um, it's absolutely possible. And while it's the hardest thing to do, don't let go of yourself. At the end of the day, when you wake up in the morning or when you go to sleep at night, when you turn that light out, if you are sitting in a room alone and you've let go of a person, maybe a, a, a friendship, a lover, someone passes away, um, or your career, you, you lost a job or you, you retired from a job, you're looking to do something new, whatever you're letting go, when you turn that light out or when you're sitting in that room by yourself, take a look in the mirror or just actually close your eyes and look within because you got yourself. You got yourself. You got God if you're religious. If you're not, I don't know how to communicate with you in terms of keeping you know, keeping the faith and, and, and keeping hope and prayer and staying in the light. Um, my favorite hashtag, hashtag stay in the light. Um, you got yourself. And as long as you have breath in your lungs and, and you're able to get up and get out, let go, let go of everything that's weighing you down or, or that you should let go of for whatever reason, let it go, but never, ever, 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 ever let go of yourself because God is within your faith is within guys. And, um, that's the message from the, the stable genius that is coach. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys listened to me. Uh, I have a good time. I, I'm sorry that I did not do an episode last week. I did take a break to travel and take care of my mom and work out some new material. And I did, I did, um, uh, what is it? Arcade theater, comedy theater here in Pittsburgh. It was a great show. Shout out to everyone who came out packed house had a great time. Um, and I have some show dates coming up. If you guys want to see me live, first and foremost, February 9th, if you are in the Philadelphia, South Jersey, King of Prussia area, or if you're in New York or Jersey, or you just want to drive down Connecticut, whatever, I'm going to be at Valley Forge Casino on February 9th. Please do me a favor. Do not pay full price for these tickets because you could use code Vaughn, V-O-N, to get 50% off the tickets. Do it now. This show will sell out. So get your tickets now. Come see me on February 9th. Andrew Kennedy is headlining. 
and it's going to be an amazing show. Uh, shout out Soul Joe. We're going to have a really good time. He's hosting and I was there with Keith Robinson in November. It's an amazing club, a amazing good people. You will have a good time. So like I said, save some of your cash. Do not spend full price on these tickets. Use promo code VON. Uh, the link to the show where you get the tickets is on my Twitter and Instagram. Of course, if you go to my Instagram page, it will under my highlights, they have this thing on Instagram where you could just highlight stuff. You'll see shows. Uh, so you'll see, you'll see all of my dates there. And also I posted on Twitter. I'm working with my web guy to get a calendar put up on my website, but I just like making you guys follow me on social media because Twitter and Instagram is where it's at. And of course, numbers don't lie. So make sure if you don't have an Instagram account, a lot of you people, um, are original Twitter fans, followers of mine. If you don't have an Instagram account by now, can you please get one? All right. Numbers count. Uh, in terms of numbers, it also counts for the podcast. Don't just listen, subscribe, download. We, they look at this stuff, you know, help, help me grow this podcast. And, um, I'm also going to be at Caroline's, uh, on the 22nd and 31st stand up New York on the 28th. Uh, the standing room is tonight. I don't know if you're around for the show tonight, but I'm going to be with Aaliyah Janine for Cutthroat cut Comedy at uh, the Standing Room in Long Island City at 8.30 tonight. So come out and have a good time. Aaliyah Janine is uh, the co, I'm the co-host to her podcast, the Hormones Podcast. We have a podcast together. It's called Hormones Podcast. It's, you know, sexuality, feminism, current events, all that jazz. Uh, so if you are not sick of hearing my voice for this 30 to 40 minute, minutes as I rant about basketball and, and love basketball and relationships and all things in between, you can also hear me talk about uh, a lot of feminine issues. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm like an anti-feminist feminist. I'm not, I, I'm a woman, so of course I'm on our side, but I take the stance that we're not always right just because we have a vagina. You know, I, I like to have some logic and some pr perspective that doesn't just tear down men. Although some of y'all do need toned down. But uh, listen to the Hormones Podcast on the Misfits Network. Coach Vaughn Podcast is also on the Misfits Network. Uh, and as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Laughable. Uh, did I miss anything? I don't know. If I did, just go to coachvonpodcast.com or if you're lazy, just coachvon.com and you will be directed to my website where you will have links to everything from my social media to all the available places you can listen to my podcast. If you don't want to listen to it on any of those apps, you can simply click the picture on the website and listen to it right there. So there you have it. I had a fun time with you guys. We went over a lot of stuff, uh, but happy new year. And, and let me just close out by saying, if you did make a new year's resolution, I did not want to start the show by downplaying it or discouraging you. What I want to emphasize is that I want you to stop waiting until the beginning of the year to set some goals for your life. Set your goals every month, at the top of the month, at the top of the week, at the top of the day. You have goals, set them, go for it. 
do it. You can do it. If I could do it, I've been through a lot. And a lot of people who follow me, they know I've been through a lot, a lot. And you guys don't even know the half of it. You only know a, a smidget of what I've been through. And you know, I've been through a lot. So if I could do it, you could do it. And, um, I'm here to encourage you to stay in the light. Love ya. Coach Vaughn 